I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, listeners. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. It's that time again. This one's all about hip-hop. I hope that's your kind of cup of tea. I hope that's the kind of thing that you're into. It's not the normal sort of subject that I'd cover on an episode of the podcast, but I've been listening to a lot of hip-hop recently, and I thought, I've got to do something on this. I've got to talk about this. I've got to throw down some lyrics on this subject, you know. I'm not trying to be cool or anything. I'm not. In fact, I think it's not cool at all to try to be cool. I think really the best way to be cool is just to not try to be cool at all. And if, Because if you know you're cool, you're not cool, right? If you try to be cool, that's not cool, right? If you don't know you're cool, then that's pretty cool. But if you know that you don't... If you know that it's cool to not know that you're cool, then are you still cool? I don't know. I don't know what cool means. I don't know what it is anymore. I don't care. Frankly, I just like this music, and that's why I've devoted uh, this episode of Luke's English Podcast to the subject of hip 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 hop 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 hop. I wonder if you're a fan of hip hop. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. If you already are, then sit back, enjoy the episode, have a nice fat cup of tea. If you're not, then listen on because, you know, you might learn something about the world of hip-hop music which you previously didn't know. You can also learn some slang in the process. So, in this episode, first I'll tell you a bit about hip-hop and its history, but not too much because I don't want to bore you. And then we'll listen to some hip-hop music and have a look at the lyrics and analyse them. I'll explain them and kind of give you my thoughts on them. There is music in the background of this one. I thought it was appropriate because of the subject of the episode. Future episodes won't always have music, but this one does. If you really can't hear what I'm saying, then let me know, and I might be able to upload this episode again without the background music. If you like the music and you'd like to hear some more, let me know by commenting on this episode. I should be able to recommend some albums or tracks for you to listen to. I understand that hip-hop is not everyone's cup of tea. Or perhaps you've never even considered listening to it. Well, you know, with Luke's English Podcast, you never really know what you're going to get each time. See, it's variety, isn't it, you see? This time it's hip-hop. Next time it might be about something else, like kittens. You know, a whole episode just about kittens. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Or maybe something about football. Actually, that's in the pipeline. And more interviews and all kinds of things. But for now, it's all about the hip-hop game. Straight up, no nonsense, no diggity, no doubt. The ill communication. You're probably thinking, why is Luke speaking strangely or or even more strangely than usual? Well, yeah, I've realised that I sound a bit ridiculous when I talk like a gangster, you know what I mean? 
that's just totally stupid. But, you know, what I'm trying to do occasionally in this episode is throw in a little bit of hip-hop slang into my sentences just for a laugh, but also to kind of present you with some kind of bits of hip-hop or, let's say, sort of the dialect of hip-hop, you might say. Um, You'll be able to read definitions of some of the slang terms that I throw into my sentences here as well. Okay. Now, um, I love hip-hop. Uh, but sometimes I don't feel I can I can completely relate to it. it. It is an amazing musical genre. There's a lot of talent and great music and clever lyrics in it. Now, what are the three elements of hip-hop and how did it develop? Well, first of all, the term hip-hop is used to refer to both the musical genre and the culture in general. So this culture of hip-hop is considered to have a number of elements. I think it boils down to about three main things. Number one, DJing. This obviously involves the creating of loops of music, usually taken from usually taken from old jazz or funk records played on two turntables, two record players. This is clever because it involves a lot of skill. Two copies of the record are needed, and the record needs to be chosen very carefully. Usually the piece of music to be looped is just a drum break from a funk tune, for example. That's the bit where only the drums are playing. That section is just played over and over and over on two turntables. The same bit being played and then rewound and played again. The music gets looped and you get a continuous beat which people can dance to or rap over. The DJs would either do it live at parties or they would make mixtapes to be shared and used as the backing track for rapping. That leads us on to the second element of hip hop, number two, which is of course rapping or MCing. This is basically talking into the microphone over the top of the beat. The best rapping involves clever rhyming of words and a unique flow or rhythm in your voice. As I said, it's also known as MCing. An MC is a master of ceremonies. Uh, Master of ceremonies would be the person in charge of a, a party, an event, holding the microphone. The original job of the MC was to be a kind of host for a party. He or she would liven up the audience and get the atmosphere going. Later, MCs started rhyming and creating stories or commentaries. MCs sometimes battle with each other. This means that they take turns to do a verse of rhyming in which they have to be more inventive, funnier or more insulting than the other one. An example of this can be seen in the movie 8 Mile with Eminem. So the third thing, that's right, it's breakdancing. This was the dancing associated with hip-hop in the early days. People seem to do it less these days. It involves body popping, robotic movements or acrobatic spins and jumps. It's also possible to have a breakdancing battle in which two teams take turns to perform better and better dance moves. Graffiti is also associated with uh, hip-hop music. that's the, that's the painting of large graphics or tags in public places using spray cans. Um, now, DJing has been replaced by more s- sophisticated forms of sequencing and sampling using computers, but the effect is still the same. Funky beats and samples of well-chosen old records. Beats can be created without samples as well, but most of the classic hip-hop of the 90s was made with samples from 60s or 70s jazz funk records. Some also consider knowledge to be an essential part of the hip-hop culture. This means the understanding of your cultural history and the reality of the situation that you're living in. 
More specifically, this relates to the condition of black Americans as a cultural minority in the United States. But it can also apply to a wider state of mind in which you keep it real. Keeping it real just means being true to yourself, trying to ascertain what really is going on around you, questioning authority and everything around you and not believing the hype. Public Enemy, a rap group, released a famous hip-hop track called Don't Believe the Hype back in 1988. I think the message of this is don't believe what you read in the papers or don't believe what everyone says about something. Check it out for yourself first. Have some independence of thought. Don't just accept the common opinion. Have confidence in your own sense of judgment. Don't believe the hype. So that's kind of a positive message in hip-hop music, I think, that it encourages you to kind of question things and to be strong-minded and uh, just not to believe common opinions about things. Hip-hop music is also notable for its recycling of previously released music, particularly music created by soul, funk and jazz artists of the previous generation. This shows us how hip-hop is a kind of do-it-yourself cultural movement. The musicians who made this music just used what was available to them there at the time. They didn't have instruments or classical musical training. There wasn't a lot of money going around. What they did have was old records, possibly from their parents' generation, and so they used that as a resource. If they were lucky, they had record decks or other equipment. Otherwise, they would just use simple tape players to crudely edit together selected pieces of music from old records. This cut-and-paste approach is one of the things that really defines hip-hop culture. My personal favourite era for hip-hop is the early to mid-1990s. I think this is when it was at its best. If I could recommend one hip-hop album, and I can, so I will, then it would be a, uh, an album called Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest. Why? Well, the samples are, are really well chosen. There's some amazing bits of uh, you know, classic soul, funk or jazz music used to make the, the songs. The music is positive. The rhyming is inventive and funny. It's catchy. I never get bored of listening to it. And it always puts me in a good mood and kind of reminds me of good times. I strongly believe it will be considered to be one of the all-time great hip-hop albums of all time ever. If you want to find a link to that uh, album on Amazon, you can just visit my website, which you already know, and just click the link to find, um, you know, to find a page for it on Amazon. You can also kind of check out some of the tracks on YouTube as well. Of course, all the things I'm saying will be provided to you in the form of a transcript for this episode on the website, which I'm sure you know is either teacherluke.podomatic.com or repeat it with me, ladies and gentlemen, teacherluke.wordpress.com. You might be wondering, why does he keep doing that thing with his voice? Well, I'm just trying to imitate the uh, act of scratching on a record. I'm sure you know what scratching is. It's, It's like so commonplace now. We hear it all the time. But you can play around with scratching with your voice. That actually reminds me that there is another possible element to hip-hop, and that is beatboxing. Beatboxing means creating beats using your mouth. So if you don't have a record player, you don't have a tape deck, sometimes one of you can just beatbox. Like that, while your friend raps over the top of it. So that's beatboxing. Hip-hop music um, is often associated with poor, urbanised, black American communities, but it doesn't have to be. 
It's not about being uh, poor black Americans. The music might have come from that community, but ultimately, music transcends racial barriers and can be enjoyed by everyone. But saying that, there is something weird about middle-class English white kids going around acting like rappers from Compton. They're not really keeping it real, and the importance of keeping it real is probably one of the things that you can learn from hip-hop. As I said, be true to yourself, don't play yourself, because that's just straight-up whack. Okay, that probably sounded a bit ridiculous, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to speak like a true gangster. I'm not, I'm not really. There's no way I could try and be like a true gangster. It's sort of stupid, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of rappers are, are very rich these days. Some of them are white, some of them are of other ethnicities. This just goes to show that it's not just a simple question of black or white, rich or poor or whatever. Hip-hop music really is available to everybody. Gangster rap is one is one subgenre of rap music. Um, there are other types of hip hop that don't involve being a gangster, positive hip hop or political hip hop, for example. Uh, but often we associate hip hop or rap music with sort of gangster culture. I suppose within gangster rap, there is the idea that hip hop can be a way for poor people in America to escape from the from the ghetto or to escape from a world of crime, you know? In the case of someone like Jay-Z, who apparently used to live a gangster life, music did help him to escape the world of crime. So, you know, maybe hip-hop can be a way for people to, like, get more social mobility. Yeah, I don't know. Hip-hop music can give you an insight into life in the ghetto in America. The stories I hear in rap are like crime novels or gangster movies for me. They can be very evocative, moving and frightening, and just very exciting tales of life on the edge. I must say, though, as a white middle-class English guy, I can't fully relate to the music, and sometimes I feel slightly ridiculous listening to rap music. Uh, I find I feel embarrassed sometimes listening to tales of the gangster life when I'm on a shopping trip in Tesco's or walking along the Champs-Élysées. I can't really relate to it fully, but nevertheless, I do love the music, and I wonder if you like hip-hop too. Anyway, I've decided to play some hip-hop to you in this episode and discuss the lyrics with you too. First up, it's a genuine hip-hop classic. This one is from the 1990s, which, as I've said, is, I think, the best era for hip-hop. It's basically gangster rap, this track. It's moody, it's dark, and it tells the story of how difficult life can really be in the ghetto when you're trapped in a life of crime. The track is called My Mind Is Playing Tricks On Me by the Ghetto Boys. So what you should do is listen to the track first. Just listen to the whole track. Then I'll explain it all and analyse the lyrics afterwards. You'll appreciate it more when you hear it the second time, okay? So if you're listening to it the first time and you think, oh, I'm not into this, then just, you know, hold on, be patient, keep listening, because uh, I will explain everything to you and you'll really get a lot out of it ultimately, okay? Um, if you like the track, then do click the link which you can find here on the website um, and you can see the album for uh, the Ghetto Boys on Amazon where you can buy it and then support the group. If hip-hop is not your thing, then I hope that uh, with this episode, at least you can kind of maybe get a little, little bit more educated about a musical genre that you're not so familiar with. If you, you don't have to like it, but knowledge is power, you know. Also, the English that you'll hear in this hip-hop track is, to an extent, a dialect. It's kind of like the language of black American youth. And this is one of the most pervasive English dialects. 
In fact, it has influence on many informal dialects in English, including sort of young people in London and all over the UK, in fact, not to mention the rest of the world. Hip-hop slang crops up everywhere and it's, it's sort of very, very influential now. I think it's very interesting that um, the social group with arguably one of the lowest status around, uh, that's poor African-Americans, this, this cultural group with very low status, they actually have some of the most widespread cultural influence through their music and English slang. Well, maybe that's the thing about hip-hop. It really has changed the status of many young poor people in America by making them into superstars. Although, of course, being a superstar is not the end of your problems because, you know, more money, more problems. Okay, I'm going to try and stop talking like a straight-up gangster fool now and uh, play the track. So here it is. It's called My Mind Is Playing Tricks On Me by the Ghetto Boys and I'll be explaining everything to you in just a few moments. I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. Who got me? We on the radio, Duke? Oh, all right. We'll keep this here. At night, I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls closing in, getting bigger. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right. But I ain't going out without a fight. See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating and blood starts coming out my nose. It's somebody watching the act, but I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. I can see them when I'm deep in the covers. When I awake, I hear a car burning rubber. He owns a black hat like I own, a black suit and a cane like my own. Some might say take a chill beat, but I can't, G, because there's somebody trying to kill me. I'm popping in the grip when the wind blows Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window Investigating the joint for traps Checking my telephone for taps I'm staring at the woman on the corner It's messed up when your mind is playing tricks on you I make big money, I drive big cars, everybody know me It's like I'm a movie star, but late at night Something ain't right, I feel I'm being tailed by the same sucker's headlights Is it that move that I ran off the block? Or is it that clown last week that I shot? Or is it the one I beat for $5,000? Thought he had came, but it was no matter flower Reached under my seat, now my pocket for the suckers Ain't no use to me lying, I was scared of than a monster Put the left in the Popeyes and bell dot quick If it's going down, let's get it over with Here they come, just like I figured I got my hand on a chrome-plated trigger When I saw, I'll make you start giggling Three black crippling crazy senior sinners I live by the sword I take my boys everywhere I go Because I'm paranoid I keep looking over my shoulder And peeping around corners My mind is playing tricks on me Day by day is more impossible to cope I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous Every Sunday morning I'm in service Praying for forgiveness 
and trying to find an exit out the business. I know the Lord is looking at me, but yet and still is hard for me to feel happy. I often drift when I drive, having fatal thoughts of suicide. Bang and get it over with. And then I'm worry free, but that's nonsense. I got a little boy to look after. And if I die, then my child would be a bastard. I had a woman down with me. But to me, it seems like she was down to get me. She helped me out in this. But to me, she was just another chick. Now she's back with her mother. Now I'm realizing that I love her. Now I'm feeling lonely. My mind is playing tricks on me. This year, Halloween fell on the weekend. Me and ghetto boys are trick or treating. Robbing little kids for bags. Till little man got behind our rags. So we speeded up the pace. Took a look back, and he was right before our face. We were in for a squab, no doubt. So I swung and tried to take him out. He was going down, we planned. But this wasn't no ordinary man. He stood about six or seven feet. Now that's the creep I be seeing in my sleep. So we triple teamed on him, dropping them fifth ward bees on him. The more I swung, the more blood flew. Then he disappeared, then my boys disappeared too. Then I felt just like a fiend. It wasn't even close to Halloween. It was dark as death on the streets. My hands were all bloody from punching on the concrete. Aw oh man, homie. My mind is playing tricks on me. One, two, one, two, you're still there? Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Did you manage to catch uh, a lot of the lyrics? I wonder, I wonder if you did. It's a classic, that one, it really is. They're from Texas, by the way, from down south in the States. Right, let's go through the tune again. This time, uh, I'm going to pause it after uh, the lines of the, the song, after bits of lyrics, and then I'm going to explain what the hell they were talking about, all right? You ready for that? Hell yeah! Good. Okay then. So here we go. Let's 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 go back to the top uh, of the track and play it again. Here we go. I sit alone in my four-cornered room, staring at candles. All right. So he sits alone in his four-cornered room, staring at candles. He's bored. He hasn't got a TV. Um, interesting opening to the song. We're on the radio, dude. Oh. Headline I can't sleep, I toss and turn. At night I can't sleep, I toss and turn. He's having a bad night. If you toss and turn, it means you keep turning over in your sleep. You know when you you know when you have one of those bad nights when you can't sleep, you toss and turn. Honestly, I had such a bad night last night. I was tossing and turning all night. So he's having a bad night, he can't sleep. Maybe he's had too much coffee. Or maybe he's got an exam tomorrow or something. You know the feeling. You're nervous. You can't sleep. It's very, very frustrating. Headline, I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Uh, okay, candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. So he's got some candles burning. 
but I'm not surprised he can't sleep. You, you know, you need to extinguish all lights just to, you know, allow yourself to go to sleep. Anyway, he shouldn't leave a candle burning when he's going to sleep because it's quite dangerous. It might start a fire and the smoke could, you know, choke him to death in his sleep or he could just end up being very badly burned. Um, he's having visions. That's when you kind of see things, when you close your eyes, perhaps. He's having visions of bodies being burned. So he's having a very bad night. I know that sometimes your mind wanders when you can't sleep, but that's really quite extreme. Maybe he's been watching too much horror movie, too many horror movies. Maybe he's been watching too much of The Walking Dead on TV. It's ironic, really, that he's thinking about bodies burning when he's dangerously leaving candles lit when he's going to sleep. Four walls closing in, getting bigger. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger. Four walls closing in, getting bigger. I know the feeling. It can be like you're trapped in your room sometimes, especially if you've been indoors all evening, like revising or something, and now you can't sleep. And he said, I'm, I'm paranoid, sleeping with my finger on the trigger. Whoa, he's sleeping with a gun in his hand, and his finger is on the trigger? He's likely to have a, a very bad accident, especially if he starts to maybe drop off to sleep and his hand jerks. You know the way sometimes when you're just falling to sleep, your, your hand or your leg just jerks like that. You know, it's very dangerous if you've got a gun in your hand in bed with you and the f your finger is on the trigger of the gun. You know, his hand could jerk. So he, he must be very paranoid if he's sleeping with his gun. I, I wonder what happened. By the way, the trigger is the bit where your finger goes on a gun. And that's how you, you fire the gun, you pull the trigger. So he must be very paranoid, very nervous to be sleeping with a gun in his hand. I, I wonder what happened uh, to him. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right, but I ain't going out without a fight. Okay, his mother is always stressing that he ain't living right. By the way, if ain't, ain't just means in this case he isn't living right. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right. It's like my mother's always stressing that I am not living right. So ain't can mean aren't, isn't, or hasn't, or haven't. It's really kind of slang. It's not really correct. But it's uh, it's the way that uh, sort of hip-hop gangsters, not just gangsters, like just the way that people in these communities might speak. Lots of say, people say ain't. It's common across both American and British English. So he says, my mother's always stressing I ain't living right well she's correct because already mate you've got naked flames in your apartment and a gun in the flat but he goes on to say but I, I ain't going out without a fight if you to go out you know he says I ain't going out without a fight I'm not going out without a fight meaning I'm not going to die uh, without fighting first well at least he's determined but um this is this is pretty dark, this stuff. What's been going on? What's he been doing? Why is he in such a terrible situation? Um, let's see. See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating and blood starts coming out my nose. Every time my eyes close, I start sweating and blood starts coming out of my nose. Now, um, you might want to get that looked at. Uh, if blood comes out of your nose when you close your eyes, you might have a serious condition. I don't think it's paranoia, actually. Those are genuine symptoms. Go to a doctor, okay, or or call NHS direct at least. This is, you know, it. I don't think you're imagining it. This seems real. I think if blood is coming out of your face, then there's a genuine 
need to get medical attention probably immediately. Stop rapping, go to the hospital, okay? It's somebody watching the act, but I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. There's somebody watching the act. Now, I don't know what that means, I'll be honest with you. I just don't know. There's somebody watching the act. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but um, he says, uh, there's somebody watching the act. What's the act? Um, uh, maybe that just means him. Maybe he's referring to himself. Um, his nickname is Scarface. Um, but uh, maybe sometimes people call him Ack. Well, anyway, he says, um, there's somebody watching the Ack, but I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. Well, if you watch your back, it's like you, you take a lot of care. You, you, be, you, you are careful if you watch your back, right? Um, so there's somebody watching the Ack. I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. Okay, so I'm not sure, as I said, I'm not sure what that means, but someone is watching him, and apparently they're not really looking after him because they haven't, you know, stepped in to give advice or help, you know. Whoever this person is, it seems that they don't really have his best interests at heart. Again, I don't think he's being paranoid. The guy is probably not a friend. But then again, it is quite normal to just see the same people in your neighbourhood, you know, just again and again. And just because they're not friendly, it doesn't mean that they want to kill you, you know? I mean, in London, I never talked to my neighbours, but I saw them all the time. It didn't mean I wanted to kill them, right? Just saying. I can see them when I'm deep in the covers. When I awake, I hear a car burning rubber. So when he's deep in the covers, so when he's deep in the covers, that means when he's deep in bed, when he's in bed. So when... What he can see, what so what he can see him when he's in his bed, that's pretty weird. What's he doing in the guy's bed, right? Uh, oh, or maybe he's in the bed and he's looking out of the window or something, and he can see him in the street or something. Oh, I see, mate. Oh, okay. So he can see him in his sleep. So when he's dreaming, he sees this guy. So he's basically he's really paranoid, or or maybe not, because apparently he's got physical symptoms. Whatever it is, he's really losing it, and he's he seems to think that someone is following him or watching him, and he sees the guy in his dreams. This is terrible. This is an awful situation. I mean, I'm being sort of slightly humorous here. I'm I'm kind of being ironic to an extent. I'm you know joking around a little bit, but at the same time. It is actually quite a dark uh, story um, and very well told, very effectively told. It kind of, it's quite a scary story. Um, anyway, let's see what, what happens next. He owns a black hat like I own, a black suit and a cane like my own. He said uh, he owns a black hat like I own, so he's got the same hat, uh, a black suit and a cane like my own. So he's saying basically he looks exactly like him. Maybe, I don't know if he's considered this, but maybe this is just a mirror. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he's just seeing his own reflection in windows or something. You know, that happened to me once. I was walking alone in the street and I thought I saw someone following me. Right, I got really scared and I ran home. Turned out it was just my own reflection in the windows of houses. I used to be scared of the dark as well, so I suppose my mind was playing tricks on me too, but uh, not quite to the same extent as uh, Scarface. That's the name of the rapper. Some might say take a chill, B. Some might say take a chill, B. Yes, that's a good idea, B. You should take a chill. Just relax. Have a cup of tea. Watch some telly, maybe. Put your feet up. Just take the afternoon off. There's no need to go around being a gangster today, okay? 
it's hard work being a gangster. Just take it easy for a change. You've got to look after your health, you know. Just take some you time. Just watch Friday or something, okay? But I can't, G, because there's somebody trying to kill me. Yeah, fair enough. There's there's someone trying to kill you. It's, it's, I'm not surprised... Um, I'm not surprised that you're a bit uptight, you know, that, that probably will make you a bit stressed, a bit uncomfortable. I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows, every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows, and every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. So the first line, I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows, that means that he's putting a clip of ammunition into his gun whenever the wind blows, okay? So he's like, click. You know when you load a gun with ammunition, he's popping a clip of bullets into his gun every time he hears the, the wind blow. Now, the wind blows quite a lot, especially when it's windy. Um, does this mean that he's just putting the clip in when he hears the wind and then going, oh, no, it's all right, it's, oh, it's okay, it's just the wind, and then taking it out, but then hearing the wind again and going, what the hell's that? And popping the clip back in, and again and again and again. I think he needs a holiday. You know, he needs, a, he needs a holiday. He's peeping out of his window with a gun. This is an awful situation. Investigating a joint for traps. Checking my telephone for taps. He said he's investigating the joint for traps and checking his telephone for taps. So investigating the joint for traps. Investigating, all right, you know what that means. The joint, in this case, is um, his house or his apartment uh, for traps. Trap is um, something which might be set in order to, to get you. For example, if you want to catch an animal, you might set a trap. Could be a hole in the ground covered in some sticks. The animal walks over the hole. You pull the sticks away, the animal falls into the hole. It's a trap. It's a trap, like in Return of the Jedi um, for Star Wars fans. So he's saying, I'm investigating the joint for, tra for traps and checking my telephone for taps. If your telephone is tapped, it means that someone has put some kind of device onto your telephone so that they can listen to your telephone calls. Now, the police might do that to you if they're investigating you. Maybe if you're a criminal, a drug dealer or something like that, they might tap your telephone in order to listen to your calls so that they can get evidence in order to arrest you. So investigating the joint for traps, checking my telephone for taps... So I assume that he's very nervous because of something that he did in the past. Maybe he criticised someone's mother, you know, or stepped on someone's sneaker, you know. Maybe he's worried that someone wants to take revenge on him. And so he's paranoid that, and, and he's convinced that someone has set traps in his house, you know, perhaps like a bucket of water above the door, you know. And then when you open it, pff, splash. Or worse, maybe a broken chair or a whoopee cushion, so that when you sit down it makes a kind of farting noise, very embarrassing. Or, obviously much worse than that, it could be that someone genuinely is trying to kill him. Um, but he's checking the telephone for taps, that's a wire tap. Perhaps people are trying to listen into his conversations. It could be the mob, could be the mafia, tr you know, trying to get ready to, to kill him. Or it could be the FBI, maybe, just surveying him. Or maybe he's just been smoking too much weed and he's just imagining everything. I don't know. I'm staring at the woman on the corner. It's messed up when your mind is playing tricks on you. He's staring at the woman on the corner. So the woman on the corner, I, I expect that is a prostitute. 
which is quite sad. You know, it's quite sad that there's always a woman on the corner. Um, and it's even sadder that this guy is staring at her because he's paranoid that someone is trying to kill him. So genuinely, this is, you know, quite a sad story. Um, the music continues. The next verse is rapped by a rapper called Willie D. Another member of Ghetto Boys. I make big money. I drive big cars. Everybody know me. It's like I'm a movie star. He makes big money. Uh, he drives big cars. Everybody knows him. It's like he's a movie star. Sounds a bit like uh, Luke from Luke's English Podcast, maybe. Well, late at night, something ain't right. I feel I'm being tailed by the same sucker's headlights. So despite the fact that he's rich and famous and he's got like a big car... Um, something isn't right uh, because late at night he feels like he's being tailed by some sucker's headlights so this, if, if you're being tailed, it means that um, you're being followed by, a, uh, well you're being followed so to be tailed is to be followed to tail someone is to follow someone, okay um, so he said, I feel like I'm being tailed by the same sucker's headlights this means he feels like someone is following him. He's being tailed by someone's headlights. So he's being tailed by a car. The headlights are the lights at the, the front of the car. So he can see the same headlights behind him when he's driving. But, you know, normally, you know, you're, you're, you're tailed by someone in a car, not just by the headlights. So, you know, I assume that it's not just a pair of lights that are following him around. I expect there's a car attached to those lights and the person driving it as well, of course. I mean, <laughs> of course, right? Yes. But who is it? Who is following him? Who's tailing him? Let's see. Is it that fool that I ran off the block? Or is it that clown last week that I shot? So if you... Uh, is it that fool that I ran off the block? If you run uh, a fool, if you run someone off the block, it means you basically chase them out of the neighbourhoods. You sort of force them to leave the neighbourhoods. You run someone out of the block. Or is it that clown last week that I shot? He shot a clown? Why did he shoot a clown? I mean, they're basically harmless, aren't they? They're just kids' entertainers. I think he's gone a bit too far, shooting a clown. Although, actually, to be honest, I think that by clown he means a fool or an idiot. But really, was it necessary to shoot the guy? Okay, two words. Gun control. Okay, he probably didn't understand a word of that bit. Um, but he, what he said was, um, you know, he's still thinking about who is this? Who is this guy who's chasing me? He said, um, or is it that... Is it that one I beat for five thousand dollars? So he, he clearly he beat someone in order to take five thousand dollars from the person. So he beat a guy for five thousand dollars. That is a lot of money, but is it worth it for the risk? I mean, you could be sent to prison for you know aggravated assault. I'm not surprised he's having a bad time because you know you know what goes around comes around. Ultimately, uh, the next line is, I thought he had, I thought he had cane. But it was gold metal flower. Um, this is the guy he beat for five thousand dollars. Okay, he's explaining why he why he beat someone up. I think um, maybe he 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 tried to buy cocaine. 
that's cane he tried to buy cocaine but it turns out it was gold medal flour flour is a white powder that you you use in cooking you use it to make bread pancakes and things like that so clearly there was some sort of well i wouldn't say misunderstanding but um, he was ripped off by a drug dealer who sold him what he thought was cocaine it turned out to be flour and because of that he had to beat him up um because he lost five thousand dollars in this transaction this ladies and gentlemen is the life of a gangster um i don't recommend it uh this is why perhaps you should work on your english rather than let's say focusing on um you know extortion or violence or drug dealing that i don't know if english learning english is a way out of the ghetto i don't know if even know if it's just wrong for me to to be making fun of this subject at all I don't know, but I'm going to keep moving on with this episode, um, and I hope that you're, I hope you're still paying attention. Yeah, you're still there, aren't you? I don't want to come round and beat you for five thousand dollars or anything. Right, let's keep going. Okay, I think Willie D is a little bit difficult to understand, but let me explain. What he just said was, um, he said, "Reach under my seat." Grabbed my popper for the suckers. Ain't no use to me lying. I was scareder than a mother. Okay, so he's saying, reached under my seat. That means he kind of um, reached down underneath his his seat in the car uh, and grabbed his popper for the suckers. So he grabbed his um, gun, that's his popper, for the suckers. The suckers, I expect, in this case, are the people who are following him. Um, Okay, Um, he said... Ain't no use to me lying, so there's no point in lying, it's pointless. I was scareder than a mother. He was more scared than a mother. Scareder, not technically correct English, it should be I was more scared than a mother. Um, I don't think he means a mum there. I think he means, uh, you know, the swear words, the rude word, a mother, if you know what I mean. Um... So I can only assume that a, a, mo- a mother in this context is usually quite scared for some reason. Anyway, he was very frightened. Apparently he thought that people were coming to, to get him, so he grabbed his gun. And I wonder what he did next. Let's find out. Put the left in the Popeyes and bell got quick. If it's going down, let's get it over with. So he said, uh, hooked into Popeyes and bailed out quick. If it's going down, let's get this shit over with. Does he say shit or stuff? I don't know. Anyway, he said, hooked into Popeyes and bailed out quick. To hook in to somewhere is to, like, quickly turn into a place. You know, let's say if you're trying to escape from someone, you're running down the street, you hook into a shop. It means you quickly turn and enter a shop. So he hooked into Popeyes. I, I, I expect Popeyes is a shop of some kind. And bailed out quick. To bail out means to leave or to escape. So he hooked into a shop in order to escape. He said, if it's going down, let's get this shit over with. Meaning, if it's going down, if there's going to be a fight, let's, let's get it finished. So basically, in order to escape or find a good place to hide, he turned a quick left into what I assume is some kind of shop. He's ready to have a fight if it was necessary. So he thinks, he thinks that these gangbangers, these gangsters, are going to get him as an act of revenge. But perhaps he's just paranoid and imagining it all. Here they come, just like I figured. 
meaning here they come just as I expected them to. Here they come just as I figured I've got my finger on a gold-plated trigger. So he's holding his gun. It's gold-plated because, you know, he's a gangster. He can afford this kind of stuff. Uh, and he's got his finger on the gold-plated trigger. So he's ready to start, you know, popping a few caps if, if, uh, if it's necessary. So he's ready for some violence. He's ready to, to go. He lives by the sword. When I saw, I'll make you start giggling. Three black crippling crazy senior Ted, what I saw will make your ass start giggling. Three black crippled and crazy senior citizens. So what I saw will make your ass start giggling. That doesn't mean your your, your bottom is gonna start laughing, but you're gonna laugh. And sometimes people talk about your ass, meaning you. You know, I don't wanna see your ass around here anymore, meaning I don't wanna see you around here anymore. Um, so he said, what, what I saw will make your ass start giggling. So to giggle is to laugh. You know, like little girls often giggle or uh, like Japanese schoolgirls are always giggling. It's a kind of laughter. Well, what, what he saw is going to make your ass start giggling because it, was, it, it wasn't three dangerous gangsters. No, he was imagining it. In fact, what he saw really was three black crippled and crazy senior citizens so he must have been you know crazy because he thought they were all gangsters and he's in a real mess so um three black crippled crippled means disabled and crazy you know mentally ill senior citizens senior citizens means old people so it wasn't three gangsters it was just three old people oh my god he's in a real mess this guy i live by the sword I take my boys everywhere I go, become a paranoid. He said, I live by the sword. I live by the sword, right? I live by the sword. I take my boys everywhere I go because I'm paranoid, right? To live by the sword means that you live a violent life, okay? Like back in the olden days with the knights of, you know, shining armor or samurai, they lived by the sword and they died by the sword as well, if you know what I mean. So he's, he lives by the sword. He lives a violent life. He takes his boys everywhere. Not his sons, I imagine. Not his, like, children. But some of his homeboys. Those are, like, friends of his or fellow gangsters. He takes them everywhere with him as protection. I keep looking over my shoulder and peeping around corners. My mind is playing tricks on me. I keep looking over my shoulder and peeping around corners. My mind is playing tricks on me. So if you're looking over your shoulder, it means you're like checking, checking behind you just to make sure that there's no one behind you looking over your shoulder, peeping round corners. That's when, for example, you want to, uh, before you turn a corner, you just peep your nose around the edge of the corner. Peep around a corner. You can also peep over a wall. To peep means to kind of look in a kind of discreet, almost secretive way. You peep through the window, peep around the corner, peep over a wall. Yeah. So he's looking over his shoulder, peeping around corners because uh, his mind is playing tricks on him. Okay, I hope you're keeping up with this, ladies and gentlemen. We've got... Two more verses left. Next verse is from Scarface again. He's back with the rest of his story. Day by day is more impossible to cope. I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope. Day by day, it's impossible to cope. 
I feel like I'm the one who's doing dope. Okay, this is really, this is a really messed up life. He finds it hard to cope. He can't manage it. He can't deal with it. He can't deal with the pressure. He can't cope. He feels like he's the one who's doing dope. Like, dope is drugs, of course. I guess this is a reference to the fact that he's a drug dealer. And usually his clients are the ones who are strung out, losing control of their lives because of the drugs they're taking. But this time, he's losing control. This is a very messed up story of criminal life in America. Have you ever seen the film Scarface with Al Pacino? Well, this song is really one of many similar crime stories which for me form part of kind of American popular culture in literature, film and music. So, yes, I'm saying that this song is art. That's right. Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous. Every Sunday morning I'm in service. Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous. That means that his hand is shaking. You know, when you're very nervous, your hands might shake. So he says, I can't keep a steady hand. Steady is when your hand is not shaking. It's just steady like a rock you say um what does he say can't keep a steady hand because i'm nervous every sunday morning i'm in service every sunday morning i'm in service means that every sunday he's going to church i i expect because you know he feels guilty he wants god to forgive him praying for forgiveness and trying to find an exit out the business yep he's praying for forgiveness to forgive someone is the verb to, to get forgiveness is the, well, forgiveness is the noun. So he's praying for forgiveness from God. He's praying for God to forgive him. Uh, he's going to church every Sunday, praying to be forgiven by God and trying to find a way to leave this terrible business of drug dealing and extortion. He's trying to find an exit out of the business. So he does want to get out, but apparently he's trapped. I wonder what you think. Does he have a choice? I suppose he's so deep in crime now that if he tries to leave, he risks losing his life. But what do you think? What do you think um, of this situation? What do you think of this, uh, this piece of music? Um, are you still listening? Is anybody still out there? Uh, if you are still listening to this, then well done to you. Uh, you know, keep listening to the end because you need, to feel, you need to hear completion of this story. Let's keep going. I know the Lord is looking at me. But yet it still is all for me to feel happy. Says, I know the Lord is looking at me, but yet and still it's hard for me to feel happy. So he believes in God. He believes that, that God is watching him, but it's almost not enough because of his guilty conscience. So despite the fact that he knows that God is there for him, he still feels terrible. He's, he's still, um, he still can't handle this because of his guilty, uh, his guilty conscience. I often drift when I drive, having fatal thoughts of suicide. I often drift when I drive, having fatal thoughts of suicide. I often drift when I drive. I think there's possibly two meanings for that. One meaning, of if you drift, it means you start to daydream. Your mind starts to drift. By the way, drift would be, let's say, uh, a boat on the, on the uh, ocean, and the boat is not attached to... To the floor there's no attachment to the floor with an anchor and so the boat starts to drift away okay so um if he starts to drift when he's driving it means either mentally he starts to drift so he's daydreaming his mind is is going away somewhere else or literally 
um, the wheels of the car start to drift on the surface of the road. You know, he starts to lose control of the car slightly. So it could be either of those things. He says, I often drift when I drive having fatal thoughts of suicide. So maybe he's thinking, maybe he's driving too fast. He's letting the car skid slightly and thinking to himself, I could just crash the car and end it all, end all of this misery and everything. This is a very dark episode of Luke's English Podcast, isn't it? It's become very serious and dark. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, everything's okay. It's just a song. I don't know if this is a genuinely true story, but it's certainly quite a moving one, I think. It over with. And then I'm worry-free, but that's nonsense. Bang and get it over with. To get it over with is to finish it. Um, he said, bang and get it over with, and then I'm worry-free, but that's nonsense. So he's saying he's considering killing himself in order to escape. But yes, that is nonsense, because suicide is the coward it's the coward's way out. Alright? So yeah, it is nonsense. So Scarface have some mental strength don't take the coward's way out of this okay just trying to give scarface some encouragement there you know probably it might sound like i'm telling scarface what to do i wouldn't do that naturally because scarface he knows more about the streets and stuff than i do i mean he's not going to listen to me but nevertheless i you know i hope that he makes the right decisions in order to get out of this awful mess that he's in i got a little boy to look after and if I die, then my child will be a bastard. I've got a little boy to look after, and if I die, then my boy will be a bastard. Or he said, bastard. I've got a little boy to look after, and if I died, then my child would be a bastard. Technically, I mean, that is true. Uh, that's in line with the literal meaning of bastard. But does it also mean that his son would be a bad guy? Well, possibly, you know, if the boy is deprived of a father and growing up in very tough conditions, considering his dad is a bit of a bastard himself. Um, apparently it must run in the family. So yes, if he is killed, then his son is likely to be a bit of a bastard. But also his son would be fatherless. And that's, that's, you know, that's also serious, of course. So, you know, I, I don't mean to joke, but I'm just saying that uh, bastard has got two meanings. Um, um, yeah, he's, he's worried that if he dies, then his boy would grow up with no father. Um, and so clearly he's he's got a conscience and he's thinking about his son it's a difficult time i had a woman down with me but to me it seems like she was down to get me i had a woman down with me um i had a woman down with me that means that he had a girlfriend basically he had a girl who was living with him and together with him i had a woman down with me it's hip-hop slang i wouldn't say i've got a woman down with me he said, but um, I've, I had a woman down with me, so he used to have a girlfriend. But to me, it seems like she was down to get me. So maybe she was not good for him. Maybe she, maybe she nagged him and it didn't help, right? So I had, he had a girlfriend, but it seems that maybe she was just making his life much more difficult than it should be as well. Pity, because I'm sure exactly what he needs right now is, you know, the love of a good woman. That sometimes that's all you need to just uh, get you through these situations yeah she helped me out in this but to me she was just another chick okay he said she helped me out in this but to me she was just another chick so uh, she helped me out that means she obviously she helped me uh, but to me she was just another chick so he didn't really care a chick is a slang word for a girl 
okay it's not particularly it's not really really rude but usually girls don't like to be called a chick it's considered to be sort of degrading a little bit but a chick is a baby chicken so it's not that rude but women don't you know it's a bit patronizing to call a girl a chick um yep so he didn't really care about her maybe he didn't love her yeah now she's back with her mother now i'm realizing that i love her now she's back with her mother so she's moved out and she's moved in with her mother again so she's back with her mother and he's saying now i realize that i love her oh dear oh you know so he does love her come on scarface make up your mind do you love her or not now i'm feeling lonely my mind is playing tricks on me yeah he's feeling lonely and his his mind is playing tricks on him scarface i think you need to call the girl call her Tell her that you're sorry. Apologize. Be sincere. Buy her some flowers. Okay. Um, if you if you don't want to leave the apartment, that's fine. Interflora, interflora.com. Okay. Buy some flowers for her. It'll make all the difference. She'll feel better. She'll come over. She'll talk to you. You'll feel much much better. Okay. Reach out to someone. Reach out to a friend. If you love this girl, try. It might be worth it in the end. She might be the one to save you, Scarface. Okay, we're coming up to the final verse of the track. This is verse four. And this is by a guy called Bushwick Bill. Here we go. This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys are trick-or-treating. Hold on. This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys went trick-or-treating. Okay, so he's talking about Halloween. Um, so... Uh, and it fell on a weekend. All right. So they went trick or treating. It's not exactly the behaviour of like authentic, straight up gangsters, is it? I mean, why are they trick or treating? Aren't they a bit old for that now? You know, don't they have other business to attend to? If Halloween fell on a weekend, that means that, you know, October the 31st happened on a Friday or Saturday or something. So Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys went trick or treating. Now, if you listen to previous episode of Luke's English podcast, which was all about Halloween, then you'll know that trick or treating is what you do on Halloween. You go and visit your neighbor's houses and you say trick or treat and hopefully they will give you some sweets, some candy or something like that. So get Bushwick Bill and the Ghetto Boys went trick or treating. Aren't they a bit old for that now? And they said, yeah, well, um, I think he goes on to talk about how they started robbing little kids for bags. So they were actually stealing sweets from children. Seriously. Robbing little kids for bags. Robbing little kids for bags. Robbing little kids for bags. Seriously, Bushwick, Bushwick Bill, are you, you're stealing candy from children. Did I hear that right? Robbing little kids for bags. Yeah, robbing, robbing little kids for bags. So they went trick-or-treating, right? And, and they, they started stealing candy from children. That's hardly the way a true gangster rolls, is it? It's not really the, the way a true gangster would behave. It's almost pathetic, stealing sweets from children. I mean, that's a serious act of bullying, and it seems slightly out of character as well. So these are very well-esteemed kind of bad boy gangsters who act like they've killed people and done very bad things. And here they are stealing sweets from kids. It's, it's pathetic, isn't it? 
I suppose, after all, they are just very bad guys. It's a story of bad guys and the fact that crime just doesn't pay. Still a man got behind our rags. So we speeded up the pace, took a look back, and he was right before our face. So they're robbing little kids for bags until an old man got behind our rags. So I think what that means is an old man started shouting at them and criticising them, you know, aggressively. So we speeded up the pace, took a look back, and it was right before our face. So they, they speeded up the pace. They sort of decided to run away or walk faster away, and they took a look back, and there he was. He was right there, right in front of them. So he managed to follow them. So, you know, first of all, the old man was correct. I'm glad that a member of the community stepped in to kind of get behind their rags or whatever and tell them off. Um, so they decided to leave quickly and they walked away and they turned around and he was right up in their face, right there. Wow, that guy is fast. We were in for a squabble, no doubt. So I swung and tried to take him out. We were in for a squabble, no doubt. A squabble is an argument or a fight. Now, it's not just hip-hop slang. People say squabble quite a lot in England as well. We were in for a squabble, no doubt, so we were definitely in for a fight. So I swung and I tried to take him out. So the guy wanted a fight, so Bill swung his fist. Swung, you know, it's like swing, swung, swung. So he swung his fist to try and punch him and knock him down, to take him out. He was going down, we planned, but this wasn't no ordinary man. He was going down, we planned, but this wasn't no ordinary man. The plan was to put this guy down, but apparently this was no ordinary man. Maybe it was like, you know, Batman or just an extraordinarily tough guy. You know, something, maybe it's like David Hasselhoff or something, and they shouldn't have messed with him. He stood about six or seven feet. Now that's the creep I'll be seeing in my sleep. He stood about six or seven feet. That means he was about six or seven feet tall. That's very tall. Of course, six foot is about 180 centimetres. Seven feet, let's see, a foot is, um, a foot is actually 30 centimetres. So seven feet is uh, 210 centimetres. So that is very tall indeed. So he stood about six or seven feet. Now that's the creep I'd been seeing in my sleep. So this is a very tall guy and the creep, a creep is like a, a person you don't like. Basically, you might call them a creep. There's a very tall guy and the creep that he's been seeing in his sleep. So this is the scary guy that Bill was dreaming about earlier on. So here he is now with, a, with actually with a, in a fight with him. It's quite scary. So we triple teamed on him. Dropping them fifth ward bees on him. So we triple teamed on him. That means that uh, they triple teamed on him. That means three of them teamed up in order to fight him together. Um dropping them fifth ward bees on him. I'm not sure what that is, but I expect these are certain types of... Maybe they're shoes or something that they had on their feet and they were kicking him. I don't know. Uh, look, ladies, if any or anyone else, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry about the violence. More, more civilised topics will be dealt with in the future, OK? This one just happens to be a bit dark and a bit violent. Everyone else, hope you're enjoying this. You ready? Ready to carry on with the rest of the tune? So basically, just to clarify, what's happened is um, Bushwick Bill was out trick-or-treating, stealing sweets from children until this guy started to shout at them. and They ran away and he followed them. They had a fight. The guy turned out to be seven feet tall and they're trying to beat him up. 
they decided to triple team on him. What happened next? The more I swung, the more blood flew. Then he disappeared, then my boys disappeared too. The more I swung, the more blood flew. And then he disappeared and my boys disappeared too. So the more he punched this guy, the more blood there was. This is a really horribly violent fight. And then suddenly he disappeared and his boys, his friends disappeared too. What the hell is going on? Right? What, what is going on here, Bill? Then I felt just like a fiend. It wasn't even close to Halloween. Then I felt just like a fiend. It wasn't even close to Halloween. He felt like a fiend. A fiend. This is someone who's evil and sort of obsessed by doing bad things. So he felt like a monster. He frightened himself by realising he was a monster. This is pretty dark. And he said it wasn't even close to Halloween. He suddenly realised it's not Halloween. It's, it's like it's the, middle of, it's the middle of May. It's not even Halloween. So he just imagined the whole thing. He, he even imagined or hallucinated the whole Halloween episode, robbing kids for bags. So I don't know where Bushwick Bill's head is at in this situation, but he's just realised that the guy didn't even exist. He wasn't even fighting him. He just disappeared. And it's not even Halloween in the first place. Come on, Bill, get a grip. It was dark as death on the streets. My hands were all bloody from punching on the concrete. Oh man, homie. My mind is playing tricks on me. Okay, so he said, um, it was dark as death on the streets. My hands were all bloody from punching on the concrete. God damn, homie, my mind is playing tricks on me. The streets were pitch black. Right, pitch black, but, so it was very dark, and his hands were bleeding from punching the concrete. So he imagined or hallucinated the whole thing, and in fact he'd been punching the street itself, thinking it was a man. His mind is playing tricks on him. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You've just experienced um, a classic bit of hip-hop. Um, it's a dark story. It's a criminal st a story of criminals. Um, now... In order to somehow lighten things up a bit, I'm going to play you just one short piece of music. It's a, sh a short rhyme uh, by De La Soul, who were a hip-hop group um, around in the 90s. I think they're still going. And this piece of music, this is the last thing we're going to hear on the podcast. The, the lyrics are printed on the page if you want to check out what they mean. I'm just going to let you listen to it because it's, it's fun. This is from their amazing album, Three Feet High and Rising. And this one is all about the importance of washing yourself, keeping yourself clean with soap in order to avoid BO or body odour, which can be a problem on public transport, for example. So again, um, just have a listen to this. You'll be able to read the lyrics on the site and uh, understand them. But basically, it's... you know, Actually, you know what? To save you time, I'm just going to read you the lyrics and explain them a bit, and then you can hear the track. OK, I'm going to do that. All right, then. Here we go. So the track is called A Little Bit of Soap. Okay, and here, here's how it goes. Please listen to this simple de la style I'm gonna sing. It's strongly directed to all the misery you're bringing. Now I'm not all about dissing someone else's personnel, but there's no quota on your, there's no quota on your odor. That's right, you smell. Okay, so listen to this simple de la style I'm gonna sing. So listen to this little de la soul style tune I'm going to sing. It's strongly dedicated to all the misery you're bringing. Misery, of course, is like deep sadness. 
I suppose this person is bringing misery because they're not washing and so they smell bad, right? Now, I'm not all about dissing someone else's personnel. To diss means to criticise, to disrespect someone, to diss. I'm not all about dissing someone else's personnel. So I'm not about criticising or disrespecting someone's personal style or anything. Um, But there's no quota on your odour. A quota is a limit, so there's no limit on your odour. There's no limit on your smell, meaning you're, you're, you smell too much. That's right, you smell. Second rhyme is, now you might feel a little embarrassed. Don't take it too hard. And don't make it worse by covering it up with some right guard. Before you even put on your silk shirt and fat gold rope, please take your big ass to the bathroom and please use a little bit of soap. So, so now you might feel a little embarrassed, okay, but don't take it too hard, meaning don't take it too seriously, and don't make it worse by covering it up with some right guard. Right guard is deodorant, so don't make it worse by just putting deodorant on it, because then you get that horrible B.O. deodorant smell. That's disgusting, isn't it? That's kind of even worse than B.O., um, Before you even put on your silk shirt and fat gold rope. So before you put on your silk shirt and your fat gold rope, I suppose this is a fat gold chain, you know, like they used to wear in the back in the day. Um, Please take your big ass to the bathroom. Clearly take your ass to the bathroom, go to the bathroom and please use a little bit of soap. Okay, let's listen to De La Soul doing that. It's only about a minute long. And then that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this episode, this bizarre and dark and hip-hop-influenced episode of Luke's English Podcast. Here's De La Soul with a little bit of soap. Please listen to this simple De La Style I'm gonna sing. It's strongly directed to all the misery you're bringing. Now, I'm not all about dissing someone else's personnel, but there's no quota on your odor. That's, That's why right, you smell. smell. You might feel a little embarrassed. Don't take it too hard. And don't make it worse by covering it up with some right guard. Before you even put on your sub shirt and fat the rope, just take your big ass to the bathroom and please use a little Okay, contestant number two, do you have the answers? No, no, I don't. Betwet, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, it's Betwet, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.